For those of you looking to join Loot Crate, we have a special promo code for this our very podcast. If you go to lootcrate.com backslash meltcast, use the promo code meltcast3, and that will get you the promotion that is most current for Loot Crate. Check it out, lootcrate.com. everyone and welcome to Meltcast 3.0. This is Derek. And this is Aristotle. And together we make the dynamic duo of Meltcast 3.0. We need a girl on the show again. Yeah, yeah. You just got done recording something with Caitlin. Yes. It's Caitlin Durante, the Uh, showroom manager. Of the Nerdist Theater. Of the Nerdist Theater. Nerd Melt. Um, which, if you hear cheers and uh, jeers and sneers um, in the background, that is Harmonton, yes. um, one of the most popular shows. Now that the Meltdown's done, probably the most popular show here at uh, Meltdown. That's true. And I'm going to bring this up, but I don't... As soon as I thought about it, I thought, no, wait, that sounds competitive. Like, what? like, oh, well, this show's going to be the next big thing. But I don't, I don't want to make it sound like that. They're all great shows. But we do have a new show coming to Wednesdays at Meltdown. Yes. Yes, we do. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's sort of like a, a dusting off of what Wednesday was kind of before uh, Jonah and, and Kumail. Uh, Is that what you're talking about? Kind of, but the way you're describing it makes me... uh, What's up? The rabbit hole? No. Go on. Okay, yeah. Uh, It's now... Well, there there was lots of details beforehand, and it was going through processes, and now what we've landed on is quite a doozy. Uh, Wednesdays, starting... uh, Do you know the date? I want to say it's the last Wednesday of November, I'm pretty sure. Which I think is uh, the 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be starting The Rabbit Hole with uh, Jay Larson and Rory Scoville. I really wanted it to be um, Joseph and Kamal. I wanted oh, yeah. it to be really close to the same names, mm-hmm. but it didn't quite happen. Um, well, that's cool. That's cool. So, uh, towards the end of the month, uh, coming up shortly. Uh, well, coming up and then also just every Wednesday yeah. from there on. Then we'll we'll fill that void that um, is missing now that the Meltdown show has closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Caitlin, you just recorded with. What was the podcast that you were recording oh, with yes. her? Uh, it's not out just yet, but I mean, it's we're getting the promotion out there now. Uh, the Bechtel cast. With That's cool. Caitlin and Jamie. Uh it's where they bring a guest in and they watch a movie and mm-hmm. then they talk about how women are portrayed in that movie and uh it, it's usually not very well is it is it um for female heroes specifically or like female protagonists or is it also just about just any movie that's out and how there. they yeah, yeah. Like, um like and her, and i her. i hear the uh, Bechtel um uh, like basically promising the Bechdel test is probably going to definitely be brought up. Yes, every um, episode they'll they talk about you know the the very simple rule yet difficult to hit apparently of having two women in a movie yeah. that talk to each other about something other than a man, and uh, you can even. You can. There's the add-on. Uh, there's the additional question of whether or not they both have names. Yeah, it's also a really like silly thing that should just be met, and somehow yeah. it doesn't. Um, and if you haven't heard, you should have heard by Bechtel 
um, Alison Bechtel by now. But if you haven't, we have two really awesome books of hers. We have multiple books, but there's definitely two that we usually keep um, in stock. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which is Fun Home, um, recounting uh, her upbringing and the role of her father in her life. And then Are You My Mother, which is, um, spoiler alert, after something happens to the father, uh, it sort of forces her to look more into her relationship with her mother, both of which are fantastic. And um, Fun Home was easily one of the um, one of the few, I, I want to say really the only one I can deeply remember where um, it's a it's a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. And it has pictures, yet I'm just skipping over all the pictures because the way that she writes is so well done mm-hmm. um, that I, I had to go back and be like, oh, I didn't even experience any of those pictures. I need to go back because the writing was just so on point. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you get a chance, Fun Home and Are You My Mother um, and check out the Bechtelcast the, the cast, when, it uh, when it comes out. In just a few weeks. Yeah, I talked to Caitlin. She said that they're hoarding the episodes so that they can just do like a a concentrated effort of of, of consistency and letting them out. So I think yeah. that's cool. Hearing other people's approaches to podcasts since we're so cavalier about a well, number of things. Well, that's from the start. So <laughs> Right. I mean, we're, we're deep in it now. We're deep. We're very deep in it now. We are um, – I was trying to look for a nerd deep – What's a nerd deep? Like we're we're like the Snarlack pit deep. Yeah. Boba Fett right. could still get out. Still get out. But he's deep well, in there. Have you seen that theory? Yeah. Uh that like I don't know if it came with the Legos or somebody built the Legos to fit the theory. Really? Have you seen the Legos? No, 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 no. Oh, somebody made like this Give me more. of like uh, it's like not a, so you have the Snarlack Pit up at top, and yeah. then the kind of like holes where you can see, I guess Boba Fett going through, and then at the bottom is actually like these mines or something where he can escape, and that's how he gets out, quote unquote. So this is a theory derived from the Legos. I don't know. That's what I. I, I don't know if the Legos came first or at the same like the person that made the theory also made the Lego set, but. So you you just gave me a Legos chicken in the egg. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't know what what happened there, but of was the instruction like leading you to it, or did somebody just happen to find the right coding of Legos to? I'm not saying this to confuse you. I just want to see the paradox that you presented for everyone, Aristotle. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that the theory came first. <laughs> um, <laughs> so other things in meltdown right now we have going on. Uh, every Friday is Black Friday until Christmas. Mm-hmm. So. If you want to get really good deals and you're in the L.A. area or you're not in the L.A. area, if you want to get really good deals and you happen to be listening to us and it's getting close to when you need to start buying presents for people and your local shop is not providing, we ship out and we do standard shipping. It's not like jack way, way up or anything. It's the same uh, to send a book anywhere in the country. So if you're listening and you are desperately looking for a, a saga volume one we'll we'll have that for you and we can send that to you so every friday black friday until christmas <laughs> that's me coughing up a snarlock um i am still sick still i mean sick. you seem better than before though, i am i am yeah. i'm much better um i'm surprised that i got through that long episode that we did last time, Quite. which for if all of you are joining us now and you're like, God, I hope they don't go as long as they did last nope. week. We're not going to, but if that didn't bother you, um, you're you're saints. You're just truly saints because you're human. I, I when I decide I do want to listen to a podcast, I don't mind that it goes long, and I forget that I fit into such a small margin of people. Mm-hmm. It's like anytime that I want to watch a movie. It's almost like if it runs over three hours, I'm, like, so ready to go on it. Mm. Like, I I think it's because my mom put on uh, Gone with the Wind all the time growing up and and Godfather 1 and 2 or, like, marathons of Star Wars on TNT. Like, anything, it's just, like, I'm signed up to just watch those. Lord of the Rings, like... yeah. So, like, in the same way that I decide I want to listen to a podcast, if it's going for three hours, I don't care. I'm probably doing something with it, but mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't I don't care that it goes long. So I apologize if anyone's like, man, just wrap it up already. Um we are going to move a little faster though. Yes. This week. Um and it was it was kind of like a I thought it was slow until I just sort of reviewed the week and I realized no, there was there were some things that definitely happened in terms of nerdy news. Um and uh, depending on how you feel about M Night Shyamalan or not, uh he will be doing a Tales from the Crypt, which Blows my mind uh, because uh, I don't know. I I could have swore I heard about somebody else taking that on, but he might he might like, just be doing like an EP role. I just know that he was talking about um, oh for a show, right? Yeah, for the show. You know, I don't know why I thought it was for a movie. No, it's it's for the show. I think it's for HBO. That um, is awesome. He if it's not for HBO, it's definitely. He's taking some pages out of HBO's playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Um, I can remember watching those um, when I was a kid. And, yeah, the Crypt Keeper, it's weird how, like, I don't know if it was because he was just very clearly a puppet mm-hmm. that you were okay. But there was, like, he's, like, the most charismatic corpse, yeah. like, ever. Like, he Super does funny. look pretty terrifying. But there's something about his, like garish smile that just makes you go you know you're pretty lovable too mr crypt keeper i remember nothing of that show other than the crypt keeper yeah and and that's the thing is like when you're a kid it's almost like the second the crypt keeper is not on screen it's whatever you're like why am i gonna watch this exactly um show me the thing with the monster yeah i can i can just watch twilight zone if i want to watch something that's an anthology but there's there's also some really good crypt keeper and i'm sure somebody out there is going like what are you talking about they're all so good crypt keeper is what i like least but um m night did say that crypt keeper will show up and i wonder what show up yeah yeah he he said like it's not going to be every episode, but it's going to be at like it's going to be very strategic placing of Crypt Keeper, mm. which if there's thought put into it, then I like that. I also like. I can't say that I particularly enjoy M Night's work, but I, be- I it's like anytime he puts something out, I'm like, no, I believe that it could be good. Yeah, uh, the only the only thing that I really love is. Signs. Signs is really good. Yeah. Signs is really good. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, keep an eye out for Tales from the Crypt. Um, I think it's going to be a, a good thing. Um, there was images released for the Star Wars por- park. Pork. Yes. I almost said pork. In uh, Disneyland. And it's coming oh so much closer. If, uh, if they managed to make it look like the... Um, you know, concept art that they were doing, I think it I think it'll be pretty cool and could easily be the portion of the park that I would visit most when I return. Well, that's what I don't I'm still not entirely sure about it. Uh of is it a portion of the park or is it its own park? I thought it was a portion of the park. I'm pretty sure that they I don't know if it's um I'm easily very read up on this. Uh I don't know if it's that they they already have like a portion that is for Star Wars. They're, yeah, they're trying to do that with um, like Tomorrowland. Is it they're getting rid of Tomorrowland, right? Or what are they getting rid of? Because I don't remember. That's the uh, that's the problem. I haven't. I don't particularly love theme parks. I enjoy Disneyland and tolerate everything else. Yeah, I I I I like Disneyland, but it's. It's something about like SoCal people. There's a lot of like people that have been initiated into the Musketeer Club cult. Oh, well, do you mean like people that are like way too in love with Disneyland? No, they yeah yeah. Like I, there's a lot of that. I I I have to imagine Florida is probably something similar, but something about just being in the vicinity of makes you so much more of a diehard than than anything and i and then we we talked about how now possibly avatar like disney's yes. also talking about having like an avatar or, attraction well too. That, that's op- i believe that's opening sooner than star wars land yeah because it's been which is just like it's like what low-key like 
intellectual properties are they just like <laughs> completely absorbing? Uh, It'll just be wait, a, who made Avatar? James Cameron. But the like what company? Uh, really putting me on the spot here, because well, really, that's well, that's how I mean. Was that do you mean like production a, company? Yeah, like would that have been a difficult uh, acquisition for Disney? Was it a you know just already a pre-existing partnership? I don't know. That's because that that does sound weird that Disney would make an avid, but it was also weird when Disney made Star Tours. You know what I mean? That True. never made sense to me, and it does now. Yeah, it does time, now because it was like a it was like a them Babe Ruth thing. Like, yo, we're gonna get Star Wars at one point. <laughs> Um, I am looking up for Avatar. Um, yeah, and then we were just we were kind of talking, and we were like, "It feels like it's a little late to make a graph." But but uh, Cirque du Soleil is um yeah, has yeah. their Avatar, so who knows? Maybe maybe we're just closer to getting Avatar two than we think. Like mm-hmm. a trailer's gonna drop out of nowhere soon, because uh, that was December eighteenth, two thousand nine, that that came Jesus. out. Jesus. That's a while back. Yeah, I, I we're I coming remember, up on seven years. I remember going. Holy to see God! It. Wow. I went to go see it, and I fell in love with it so hard. Mm-hmm. I told everybody to go see it, and now I know it's still a good movie. But now I feel like with the Cirque du Soleil and the theme park and everything, it's trying to be Star Wars without quite building the reputation see, of Star Wars. See, there's a part of me that with Avatar, I've tried to talk to the to to people about this, and it's almost like everyone looks at me like, I don't, I don't see where you're going with this. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm using terms that are too difficult, slash, like, I feel like science is almost like begging you to, like, believe that. But whenever I saw Avatar, all I thought was... If we just as it as like bioorganic like people like just like organic beings, if we just rejected technology for let's say another like ten thousand years, mm-hmm. I wonder if we would be be like the uh, yeah like the Navi like truly there's a, there's almost like a way in which evolution forced us to 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 do something until we mutated. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if there's like a way in which we would need to, maybe technology will be the thing that ultimately turns one person into the Navi. Like they can just like, they can just organically tap into the internet. Well, yeah. And not have to worry that's... about having a laptop or something like that. Yeah. Maybe in a way that is what would happen. But in the same respect, somebody... I, that I talked to, I think it was my roommate actually said, why would you need to though? Like if you're being provided with a, with a thing, like a product, it'd be almost like, I feel like if there was like such a, uh, wage gap that there was like almost the prawns like in the streets for like centuries and centuries and centuries in like future capitalist, then one day, like, the street rat Aladdin of 30, 35 would tap into, like, how to be a telepath or something like that. Because mm. <clears throat> if you remember when we had Grant on, oh, my God, always going back to Grant. Uh, he said radio telepathy was... He was, the first, he was, like, one of the only people I could get to bite down. I was like, what do you think will be the first? And it will be, like, radial telepathy because the second that we are able to just transmit thoughts, then what use do we have of any of the yeah. many gadgets of today? That's true. Or or to be able to observe. But that's the thing. is like any time – the second that I saw them, like, link, link into the world of Pandora, I was like, holy shit. Maybe there is a way to do that in Earth, and we just, like, don't... Completely ignoring it. Yeah, which is why Grant was like, dance with the universe, because guess what? The universe... Dances back. Dances back. Um, Yes, so that was a nice little digression from (laughs) Star Wars images, uh, uh, Disneyland. Gotta rewatch Avatar. Yes. Um, Also, uh, Why the Last Man will have a series coming to FX. Is it finally happening? Yeah. Like, it's confirmed now. Like, oh, okay. So you can squee all you want. Well, confirmed, like, 
confirm like, all right, we signed the papers, or confirm like we got a cast, we got a director, like and a, a date, like a it's happening. Oh, Francisco just did the uh, did the cornhole thing, and so now I'm gonna get punched or something. Francisco and Zach. Zach gave me pizza. For all of you that don't know, Zach works in the back. Great dude. Super nice. Yeah. And he's honestly, he's got like, he's got his own dialect of like SoCal skater, like surfer bra. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, yeah. So why the last man? Yes. It's like if you were holding your breath, like just exhale. Because um, it definitely sounds like they're trying to fast track that and get to the point where they tell you. It's this person playing the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm I'm excited about that because I also think I also think it'll be an interesting, like, despite maybe the disruption of the past election and whatever culturally that could bring in terms of like a ball that was rolling in terms of like female ensembles. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a really cool show. Um, well, that's well. I was also just thinking about that too, of like how great it will be to have so many women on yeah. the show. Yes, but also how it's just wide open now for criticism of like, oh, tough shit. Like I will defend that one. I didn't uh, want to defend. Like I didn't want to defend rabidly. Like we did on 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 uh, a previous episode of uh, about Ghostbusters. But like the only reason was because it was like for me it was it was a reboot mm-hmm. and like I I will I will attack uh, Force Awakens to a degree I haven't even seen um, Jurassic World because it just looked like a reboot so like yeah I don't, I I don't want to do that but this is like we haven't seen this yet so it's not mm-hmm. a reboot and I I think it's gonna be like even bigger scale. Um, version of like Fury Road, where we have the male protagonist in Yurik, um, and uh, then the many, many, many female characters. So mm-hmm. I think that's just it's. I think once it finally gets on TV, there's going to be a lot of fans of that, and that book will like oh, make yeah. a resurgence. Which we have several copies of all of the early volumes. I think the later ones just go. Um, but yeah, the early volumes we keep. You can see hefty it happening stock. in waves, like of when people start reading it. Yeah, because it'll be like, oh, we have all the later, yeah, ones, but none of the early. Oh, now the middle ones, and now oh, the last one. Yep. Yeah. And if you're looking for a good Christmas present, I guarantee almost anyone that you would need to give it to. Why the last man would be a goodbye, and yeah. it's also not a series that has too many volumes. I think it goes to like. 12 maybe like 14 and then it's done and it is a lot but still it's weird there's this grown man that just unzipped his pants and exposed himself to me his name's zach mckeever he's from the oc he's just discussing he's an animal um and uh yeah so why the last man show coming out um if you want to read the book uh as everyone should uh that's also a really good one um and you won't get lost be- behind too many volumes mm-hmm. it's like a really decent sized um just series and then pokemon sun and moon came out yes which it's uh, it's funny because the the final like i don't even know I'm, I'm probably gonna hurt your feelings by saying this but the like nail in the coffin of pokemon go is like another pokemon game yeah well no you, i I, do, I deleted it a while ago oh did you did i tell you i, I got a gyarados no, I finally did caught it. it naturally. No, I got you caught it. that many magic carps. Well, no, I I caught a pretty decent amount of magic carps, and then they uh, updated it with the buddy system, and so uh. like I it would just I would getting them to the buddy system because you only had to walk like one kilometer for a candy, and then um, shit, what happened recently? They had a uh, it was oh during Halloween, they had uh. Increased ghastly, increased drowsy, increased mm. hypnos, uh, all of those, the scary Pokemon. But then they also, like, you can tell they were getting a little desperate in how easy they made everything because yeah. they cut down your buddy walks to a quarter of what they were. So you only had to walk, like, uh, oh, God, what is the quarter of it? Like, point 
25 kilometers to get a candy. So I skyrocketed magic really? cup candy. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if like I wonder because I had that thought about. So how how many would you say you still have to catch? What do you mean for Pokemon in Pokemon Go? Oh, uh, I was just talking to Desiree about this. I I'm pretty sure the only thing left. No. Is the only natural one that I need is Porygon, and then I need a Vile Plume, which I have mm-hmm. to evolve or whatever maybe catch mm-hmm. a Venusaur and a Blastoise, and then I think everything else is just unavailable at the moment. Okay, yeah, or, because I was I, gonna say if they're making it too easy, like you gotta make it so it's like a little bit of work because the second that your Pokedex gets there, then. Adios. Yeah. Like, I... I don't know. They, it was a great game. It was a fun sensation while it lasted, but they... And we have it documented here on Millcast. Yeah. And they just weren't prepared, The season, The season of Pokemon Go. And the first thing they promised was trading, and we still haven't gotten trading. It's been, it's been Come on, long. Pokemon Go. Come on. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Sun and Moon just came out. Yes. And... Uh, if Eddie were on the show, he'd be able to tell us all about it. Who? Eddie. Ah, uh, that guy. <laughs> He's actually He's been, been asleep in every episode since he left. He's still in the there. corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he, he had a, a status. He basically said that he got Pokemon Moon, went to Fantastic Beasts. What, what was the other nerdy thing? Uh, I just Guillermo exhibit? The Guillermo exhibit, yeah. And uh, he was just like, this is, like, the day to be a nerd in Los Angeles. Um, So, yes. So, for all you people that didn't know, um, there's another Pokemon, another two Pokemon games out. Um, So, check those out. Um, The other last little bit of of nerdy news that I have uh, is a very personal favorite. Um, (coughs) Is that um, they, they, being the, like, feelers of DC on social media um, and Warner Brothers hinted at a member of the Green Lantern Corps being in a pretty important scene of Justice League. Nice. Which I don't know if I want it to be like either Hal, Jon Stewart, or Guy Gardner. Um, he just said that it'll be it'll be there. a member of the just or um, Green Lantern Corps, and he mm-hmm. comes in. I don't think it's gonna be a uh, like credit sequence. I think it's gonna be in the third act, which is kind of what I was hoping uh, they would do with the first Justice League. But I don't know if I'm ready to see GL just yet. I have this weird anxiety <laughs> of like I don't I don't know if I'm ready. I feel like I. I can't have it take me by surprise. Maybe maybe if they do it right, then yes, that's the way they should do it. But in a way, I'm having anxiety. Um, but yeah, that's that's the last that I have in terms of nerdy news. Um, that's pretty big. I was going to bring up Westworld, but you haven't seen any of it yet. You can you can go ahead and, and dish, because I'll get to it. Just There's... I've talked to a lot of people and uh, about it, and it, it's weird how there's a lot of people that are really for it, and then there's some people I know that are like, mm, I don't, I can't even, it's hard to get like a proper criticism out of anyone, because I, I see how in a way there's things that aren't clicking about the show, but I actually really like it. Um, as a discussion of like consciousness beyond um, the Matrix, yeah. Because in a way, the Matrix, the Matrix, it, it, it kind of like you understood. Oh, here's outside reality, and here's in the Matrix, or like here's here's the outside of reality, and here's the inward of the Matrix, and like Westworld is essentially their Matrix in a way. And then when they oversee everything, uh, we just, without giving away a spoiler, we found out there's ways in which maybe we should 
suspect reality, um, or at least the players in the game of reality, as a like foreshadowing of how maybe maybe reality is maybe the people we thought were oh watching people in a matrix are also a part of something so i was just like the truman show yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um and so i i like westworld i like i like the tone of it i like i like the characters um it's interesting because this is the first show that i've watched that features a character played by an actor that I see all the time and have conversations with Ptolemy. Oh yes. yes. One of our own oh. teachers here at the Nerdist School for improv. He's he is one of the two lab technicians. Ptolemy Slocum. Yeah, that um basically are just kind of like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern um just like chatting it up as they work on the um the hosts um and uh while one falls in love with the like matron head whore um of the whorehouse and i mean that as a term of occupation not a form of judgment um the head brothel um woman she um kind of seduces the other half to Ptolemy's. Um, he's basically the, like, he swears a lot and is just sort of like, dude, just do your job. Um, so shout out to Ptolemy because he's doing great on Go the show. Um, and yeah, I, I I like that it's a slow burn of a show. I, I'm interested in it. I like the idea. I want to watch it. But going to the, about people... I guess not liking it. Mm-hmm. It could be as simple as because I I'm trying to think of what other shows are on HBO, and as far as I know, I can only think of Westworld, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, and Insecure. And it could just be as simple as some people just don't like sci-fi. Yeah, it, I mean, it could be a sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi is in a tricky tricky spot sometimes. That's how I feel about uh, fantasy, which I want to mm, like, yeah. and I am very super picky about it but right. I, I can't get in to game of thrones game of because thrones. it's just my boner killer yeah i didn't i i wasn't really into fantasy either and then i started watching game of thrones and i realized how the fantasy of it really is a platform for other things mm. and the other thing being for game of thrones the like staple like the engine of the show is actually the game portion, which by that I mean just everyone trying to usurp one another, which is a very, like, just Shakespearean, just like, and just like historical thing. Like, a lot of people seek power, and a lot of people hold it for a second until someone knocks them out. And then, so that's what's going on in Game of Thrones, and the just the magical element of it is just sort of the thing that holds your attention a little longer. Um, so you're not watching Tudors, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so that's what that's how it wrote me in because at the start I thought it was just gonna be ye old, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, let's go on a quest. Um, but um, which the- I'm now that I'm older and like actually no, like no, I could I could do that. I didn't play Skyrim because I wanted to like have a life. Yeah. Um, and I knew that was going to like suck me in, but. I am definitely a little more fantasy friendly than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sci-fi can sometimes, and we were talking about another thing, um, uh, natural selection on the Nerdist channel. Yes. They do, a, a um, YouTube is now notifying me of whenever they do, um, the Kyle that you mentioned. Kyle Hill. Kyle or... Hill. Yes. Kyle Hill and. Dan Casey. And Dan Casey. Dan Casey was on the one, um, they were talking about multiverse theory um and uh then the the other Kyle that you uh, talked I about Kyle, I want, I'm going to say Kyle Anderson yeah. but I'm yep. not entirely sure yeah um just did time travel so if you're wondering what the show is that I'm explaining it's um science v fiction science versus fiction um where we talk about here's here's how science is a little more cool 
than the way that Hollywood portrays it or somebody else arguing the point. No, Hollywood is trying to get us to a point where this very complex theory we're talking about has some other realm, like imagination added to it, mm-hmm. makes it a little bit more digestible or or teases out thoughts that at least the general public would not normally haven't done yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very interesting because because I know um, we talked about a little bit about Arrival and mm. I've, we're at least one week away from when I last mentioned it. But I was uh, I'll, I'll still I'll still say something, especially because I'm sad opposite you um, and you haven't seen it yet. There's a way in which I went into that movie thinking it was going to be a scientific like analog of this is how we should approach talking to aliens should the day ever come that that happens. And it goes that way for like the first two acts and then the third act, like this big event happens that it's very convenient. It's a very convenient thing that happens uh, for, to, about Amy Adams. Um, And so I... It's like it has me on a, like a very scientific approach to the how do we talk to them mm-hmm. until just this big event happens and then you're sort of like, oh, I – unless that happens to us also, how would we move forward? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's – but the way in which they they show that sort of – Weapon or tool, however you use, however you view it, um, that's as far as I'm going to go to actually saying anything. Um, that was cool to to see that. So it was almost like a it was it was like taking a glimpse into the pocket universe where we meet a specific alien race like the one that we do versus like a general blanket alien race. This is how you go about doing it but it's still a really great movie and check it out it was just like it was something that was a little grating for me was how convenient the big moment of the third act was because Mm -hmm. then it makes it like well we better hope that's how they communicate otherwise we're gonna have to figure that out on our own uh but there's also (laughs) uh speak of westworld i was Mm -hmm. just talking to somebody today about this uh that uh, there's an episode of I've been slowly watching Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes. It's pretty great. Yeah. There's an episode that broke my heart uh, that, re- I guess, reminds me of Westworld mm. uh, and is was far beyond its time, clearly, because uh, it's an episode where... Uh, okay, so we have a character named Data. He's an android. Yes. And he's the most advanced android anybody's ever seen. Mm-hmm. He was created by a scientist who is dead. So... Nobody can redo him. Uh, and so he then, in this one episode, creates another android to be his child. And this is all like early on in the episode. So we have this child android who then has to choose what gender it wants to be. Mm. And it get it like they go through all the options, and it gets to choose its gender, what it wants to be. So I was like, "Oh wow, that is so ahead of its time." And then they, huh. they then it like they have to kind of like teach the kid how to live with humans and stuff. And then it becomes this whole thing of like, well, I mean, if like uh, Starfleet wants to take it away. Because it's like, oh, we own data, so we own this android, and we're gonna take it, and we're gonna like experiment with it. Hmm. Uh, and he has to make the argument that, like, no, I made it, so it's my child. Uh, and then it becomes this whole thing of like whether it, it has feelings. And there's a whole scene where uh, I think it, it became a she. She becomes she like is experiencing fear. And yeah, it's like you could see the like. How it's how much it's freaking her out to feel fear for the first time. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's such a, a sad, intense episode. I'm sorry. No, no, no worries. No, yeah, man, I. Man, this is this is what Westworld is. I hope that at least the the lowering of the political bar doesn't also lower the pop 
pop culture bar so much that like we don't value science fiction. Mm. Oh God, I hope that doesn't happen because especially when I felt like I feel like I am blossoming more into somebody who just like is like I I want to start leaning more towards what is the actual science of it. Yeah. Um and read like things like Arthur C. Clarke and and um Isaac Asimov um like I think like all of those I'm so excited to read just more volumes of um boy I hope it I hope it stays I think it will I think it will I think there's going to be like a there's a generation of people that get excited about things like Tesla and like SpaceX and I think I think we're going in the right direction even if we like stumble for uh, four years um so yeah, I my my final thought on Westworld was is is that I it's some of the best acting I've seen out of Anthony Hopkins and he has put out so many already like iconic mm. roles. Though I will say I remember watching Thor the Dark World and thinking, What the fuck are you doing, Anthony Hopkins? Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because he was overplaying it or I don't know, but he was not great in that movie. Really? As Odin. Mm. In fact, I remember even like just not being sure it was actually him. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, was it Thor or Thor the Dark World? You said Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World. Well, that that wasn't directed by Kenneth Branagh, was it? I don't. I don't remember. Because Kenneth Branagh, who's done a number of Shakespearean film adaptations, um. Did the the first Thor, and to that like kind of respect, I liked it, and I also I thought it was really great how he was like, um, managed to make it feel like kind of science and magic, mm-hmm. which it's funny that in our society today we don't quite see like things like alchemy as a blending of science and magic, um, because then that would because we always like to think that they're at ends with each other mm-hmm. and that one disproves the other um but yeah i i can't i didn't even i i must admit you know that i am the host of a nerd podcast basically um uh, in meltdown comics i still have not seen thor the dark world it's fine because it's i just um i think i think what it really boils down to is that I didn't like that in 2011 people liked Thor more than they liked Green Lantern the movie, even though that was a shit movie. Yeah, and I will admit that, oh, yeah. and I'm not running away from that. It's it was just kind of like I was destined to hate that sequel. Mm. <laughs> um, and then and then once I heard the only thing I was excited for was Christopher Eccleston, who plays the villain, um, who is the ninth Doctor in Doctor Who. Mm. He was in it, and they like barely even yeah, give him it. any like platform. So I was like, "Ah, son of a bitch." <laughs> um, so yeah, um, but Anthony Hopkins is great. Yeah, in fact, um, I've mentioned this uh, video essayist before, Nerd Writer. Um, uh, that's Nerd Writer as in writes things. W R I T E R. Um, he uh, does video essays on on YouTube, and uh, he broke down one of Anthony Hopkins's like performances in a scene of Westworld. And there's just like a point where he like points out how Anthony Hopkins goes through about nine different emotions in like a three second period of mm-hmm. like, of like thinking about how he wants to answer um, one of the characters in the show. So it's just, it just shows he's doing a really good job. And, uh, and there are some characters in Westworld, like there's there's a there's a head of narrative guy who's this English English actor that and is young that's just chewing up the scenery the entire time he's on screen. From scene like scene one where he's in, he's just all over the place and Pauline was kinda like, All right, just rein it in, please. <laughs> um it yeah, he's just he's just He's nuts. There's always there's always like a character that I really root for, and then there's one that I don't 
I don't critique as hard as like almost everyone I feel like I watch things with whenever I'm viewing with other people. They tend to really ride on other characters hard. But there <laughs> at least is one character that I always go, ah, kind of have like an eye roll reaction when they come on. Um, kind of like when we were talking about the strain. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, there's always that one character. Um, so yeah, that's 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 the nerdy news. That's the quick. Like I felt like we needed to talk about Westworld just because it's getting to a point where I think it has made its spot at least for a little while in pop culture. So now, before we head into our picks of the week, let's take a break for a commercial. And we're back. We're back. Headphones are on. Picks of the week have been picked. I have I I had several that I read this week that I enjoyed. Um, S- S- DC is still I'm in a very happy place with DC. Like I could have just had them be putting out the work that they're doing and would have been content, but it's getting to a point now where Kimmy, um, people that are poll customers come up to me and they're like, man. DC finally got their shit together. And I was like, yes. And it feels so nice to hear you saying that to me because there's definitely been eras where I've had not that said to me. Yeah. Um, so it feels like a really good spot. So uh, the two that I picked um, were Green Lantern's number one or number 11 and Justice League number nine. Um, and I'll go with uh, Green Lantern's first. Um, Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz, like they're a really good team. Um, it's it's not only it's at the start it was how cool is it that the main Green Lanterns right now um is our first female Green Lantern and our uh one of one of our like few Muslim American heroes that we have now in in the whole of comic books mm-hmm. right now. Um, and they're teamed up together. I just thought that was so cool from the start. So it had me from the very beginning. But now it's found like a really cool note in the story. Um, in issue nine, we uh, were introduced to the concept of the Phantom Ring, which is a ring that you don't have to be aligned with any one emotion. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be like, you don't need to have the ability to overcome great fear and be a green lantern. Like there's no prerequisite or to be filled with rage, like the red lanterns. There's none of that. Anyone can slip the ring on. It's just because it's this like phantom entity, um, that taps into all of the emotions. Mm. Um, there's like a catch to it and it's, it, it makes the host very unstable. And, um, at the, at the start of this, we get introduced to a host that is this like ex-military um, person who is basically walking kind of along the same path of as Hal Jordan. He almost looks like he could be Hal Jordan, but like he he would always like finish second. There's mm. just like this continual like string of like it's not your day, not this time. Um, type of things that were happening and he's he's just like he just kept on repeat was just like i know that if i try hard um through my own will i'm gonna become a green lantern so it's it's that classic case of like trying really hard to get the thing but the thing but by you trying hard like puts you less towards that thing like there was even a point where um the green lantern ring showed up when he was at like his lowest point and was kind of like, you're worthy of, of reading the ring or wearing the ring. And then it changes course and it goes to Simon, um, when he is in Guantanamo Bay. So, uh, this character, um, our, our new phantom lantern, um, basically saves a kid, um, and his dog from a giant tornado and then the media shows up and is is saying like, "Oh, we have a new Green Lantern," and and then Jessica and Simon, our Green Lantern, show up and uh, say, "That's enough. Stop impose, imposing as one of us," because they know that he has the Phantom uh, Ring. And um, the kid jumps in the way and says, "Stop! He's a hero. He's a hero." And 
and then it, it quickly turns into this is so weird we're starting to enter the age now where um pop culture and uh just art culture in general uh are are being are getting ready to be like well we're living in Trump's America we're going to mm. comment on it so it kind of becomes he didn't even he didn't even really think he was going to be able to become a lantern after so long he wasn't really treating it with any clout now he has the phantom ring and the media is like just thrusting cameras in his face and he's just he's basically saying um who are you two to like say i'm not fit for a green lant to be a green lantern i saved this kid where were you guys what would have happened? And he's just putting them in. He's putting them in their place. And because they're rookies, they don't necessarily know how to be heroes yet. Which is kind of why it's a cool. It's a cool story. Is that they're they're not really living in Hal's shadow right now. It's just very clear that like he knows how to be a lantern and has, and they're still figuring it out. So there's all these people that are watching. Um, and uh, there's a point where Batman is is uh, gets on the comlink um, and is watching from the Batcave and says, "Baz, never argue with a fool. Onlo- onlookers may not be able to tell the difference." Mm. Um, and so they realize that they shouldn't be so publicly in a in a debate with somebody who's an imposter green lantern because then it just looks like the green lantern cord doesn't know what the fuck they're doing yeah um and then uh and then the phantom lantern kind of says something that makes him a little less heroic looking and then he gets all like concerned about it and is like thin-skinned and then he has like a complete implosion from the rage and the mixture of emotions that are going on in him within the phantom ring. And then he just completely defaults to the orange lantern, which is avarice or greed. And so he's basically saying, uh, neither of you should have this power. It should be mine, 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 mine. And he just starts like he gets taken over. And, uh, so now he's just like, he's, uh, he's non, he's non, partisan he's he's going all over the spectrum right now so um but that's a it's a really uh it's a really good story i like the characters i like where it's going and it's written by mr sam humphreys um and i believe the art is done by the pencils are done by robson russia and uh the inks jay liston and cam smith Colors by Blonde, just Blonde. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the first of my picks of the week. What did you have, sir? Uh, I I read a few books, but the problem was is that I pulled them out of my pool and I could So you have no idea which week they came from. Exactly. Uh, I could have swore there was a Doom Patrol number three, mm-hmm. but now I'm not even sure that, that came out this week. But what definitely came out this week that I read is Thanos number one. Uh, Thanos... Re- Turns? No, well, that's the idea behind the this issue, but uh, it's just Thanos number one, uh, kind of disappeared. Uh, and so after Secret Wars, right? Uh, I want to say after Infinity. Um, and what we though I I don't remember. It's I've been wanting to go back and buy <coughs> the trades and reread it because for Secret it. Wars for the or entirety for of Jonathan Hickman's run of John Hickman, I yeah, loved it so much, but uh. <laughs> What you come to find is that Corvus Glaive has taken over the Black Quadrant, which used to be Thanos's territory, ter- turf, uh, and is still a dick about it, <laughs> but is running it much smoother and better than Thanos ever did. Oof! Like, pe- like planets are just. I mean, I guess not happily giving up, but they're turning over to the um, what, what do they call the end? the Black Order quicker than they would have with Thanos. Okay, he was far more violent. Uh, and so then we we get to this these two pages right here that lets us know Thanos has returned. <laughs> uh, 
so it's him fighting his way up to the tower where Corvus Glaive sits, and he, man, it's a, uh, I love, I love a dark, brutal Thanos, and so what he does is he beats the shit out of Corvus Glaive, <laughs> uh, and then he gives him two options. So he defeats him, he smashes his staff, which he's, I believe, where he gets his power, and Thanos tells him, "You all right? You have, uh, you've betrayed me, but." When you served me, you served me well, and you were loyal. So you can either kill yourself now or let me kill you. But if you kill yourself, that is me giving you pity, because if I kill you, it'll be much slower and painful. Uh, And so then he kills himself, and Thanos takes his throne back and is now back back in the mix. Uh, That is dark and brutal. Dark and brutal Thanos. Uh, maybe too dark, but they're <laughs> they're both bad dudes. Uh, what you also find out is I don't know these characters' names. Um, Bringing my find, whooping cough back. Find Thanos's brother, Trico. Uh, no, that's not God. I'm mixing this all up because I'm unfamiliar with these characters, but it's easy uh, when they're aliens to yeah. confuse which ones are related. Yeah, but uh, Thanos's son Thane mm. is also trying, I guess, now to because he disappeared a while ago. I was not sure what happened to him, but he's trying, I believe, to kill his father, uh, and so he's bringing in this self-proclaimed champion of the universe to fight him and he needs his brother and he needs all like he's gearing it up but we also find out spoiler at the end of the episode anyways is that Thanos is dying they don't say uh, what just that he is dying if he's dying it definitely I mean, means he's got herpes oh maybe from death yep well I don't know but you'd uh, catch something from death I'm sure. You'd catch something from death. The black Let's plague. Let's be honest. <laughs> like death. You but, would catch death. Uh, it was written by Jeff Lemire. Or Lemire. Oh, uh, yeah? W- w- I don't know how to say his name. I've heard it both ways. Lemire, Lemire. But he wrote Thanos number one, and we got art from Mike Diodato, and colors from Frank Martin. Uh, Very nice. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I um, had another pick, um, which is like no surprise. It's it's if if Green Lanterns was one, Justice League was the other, um, and uh, and this one's this one's definitely cool. I haven't really talked about Justice League in a while, um, but there was there was this really cool um, issue, like two issues back, that basically was there was kind of this alien. Um, and there's still that threat. Like, it's a very vague threat. But the first wave of, I think, the same threat um, basically showed up in these kind of, like, crawfish-looking things from space. And they started they started trying to hack people and, and hack the members of the Justice League. They're, because there were these, like, four almost, like... If they weren't elder gods, they're like these four celestial beings that just show up um and say that they're they're like the world breakers basically. It's like once they believe a there needs to be a purge as they say it, they show up and they kind of like dematerialize an earth and then like make it able to start new life that's different from whatever's inhabiting it now. And so they release these little spores that are like they look like crawfish and they start to like they start to I don't know if they sting people but it's it's basically like it it hacks people and like the flash is kind of the flash starts reacting in a way where he's just like I'm just really tired of always needing to slow down for everyone the fact of the matter is I could I can exist I can get I can 
change the entire course of a person's life before their their heart even like between two beats of a heart and and he's just you start to see then um superman holds resentment for batman never trusting him and batman starts to feel guilty that he survived when his parents were killed that he survived when jason was killed and and there's all these different ways in which there's like a negative aspect to their personality or something they're holding on to that just overwhelms them and consumes them and then eventually isolates them so the entirety of the justice league went from being like together in a fight and then after after it's quote unquote done and they defeat the the celestial beings they all start to experience weird just weird things that whatever's like the darkest corner of their heart just starts to take over and then superman shows up and holds his resentment against batman and almost kills him and he's saying like no no villain has ever done something that's made me pissed off at them i've always just felt the need to stop them you pissed me off and it's just this really weird so you find out that it's there's this weird like there's an alien hacking but then there's also a human that's hacking the justice league watchtower and um because on the day when they were trying to save everyone there was only one casualty and that casualty was the wife of a hacker who then's like i can hack the justice league watchtower and i can bring it down but it's it's really interesting because he hacks um, Cyborg and the Justice League Watchtower because Cyborg was just looking at the news feed and he saw like code. He saw he's like he's like wait and he's like using like microscopic vision. He's like there's there's code in the news feed and the electronic feed like between the photons and there's like coding and it and it's it causes him to be completely like shut down mm. and. I have an overactive imagination, but I felt like I was sort of like, oh, shit. Like, what if there is coding in our electronic devices Hmm. that we can't even, like, tell? And we, like... It's just there all the time. We're just, like, yeah, because we're, like, there for Facebook. We're there for Instagram. We're there for YouTube. Always there, always watching. And I was sort of like... Ah, uh, sometimes I wish I could turn off my imagination. Sometimes I could, I wish I could uh, tune out the videos of um, the copious amounts of Dave Chappelle admits the Illuminati is real and things like that. I'm like, <laughs> I wish I could just ignore those, but I almost always click on them, and I almost always am like, huh, I need to listen to that message from that person. Warning of impending danger. Um, but anyway, to not digress too far into that, um, why I like Justice League right now is because it um, forces you to to look at them as a team and why it's a bad thing if they were like disband. And it was just such a unique way in which all of their resentment or or the things that pit them against each other how that was kind of used against them because again in this now post Trump not post Trump but about to go balls deep into Trump America Mm -hmm. that we're going to be in it just made me feel like yeah sometimes I feel like people are just actually actually physically spewing out black goo like they do in in the issue at each other and just like there's a transmission of either agitation or resentment or contention or hate even for one another mm-hmm. um, that we like we have to get over and actually not allow that transmission to happen anymore of like those negative feelings and and become a league again. We need to do that. We need to do that. And so that's why it resonated with me and is another example of why pop culture can mirror our society in a way that makes us better understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. So as you can hear, there's some like Rasta music, 
some like hip hoppy Rasta music playing below. Um, and we said we were going to keep this high and tight, and we did. Um, we kept it real close to uh, an hour, I believe. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for joining us this week. Don't forget that if you're in the L.A. area, we have Black Friday every Friday until Christmas. Check out Westworld. Check out Doctor Strange. Check out Fantastic Beasts. Check out Pokemon Sun and Moon. And uh, Come get a pool list. And come get a pool list here at Meltdown Comics. 10% off for all you pool list customers. Thank you for listening, and we will speak to you again next week. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events. They happen every day.